This is the Big Pond. For the last few years, the U.S. men's soccer team has been itching to prove itself. In stunning fashion, it failed to qualify for the 2018 World Cup. The low point? When they accidentally scored on themselves. Something known as an own goal. This happened during their loss to Trinidad and Tobago. And it's Omar Gonzalez with an extremely poor clearance. And it ends up going off of Gonzalez's shin and just looping right over Tim Howard. Gonzalez has to do a better job of this. He's got to make Yeah, I mean, the U.S. failing to reach the 2018 World Cup was really a perfect storm of mishaps. That's Mike Waitala. I'm the executive editor of Soccer America. I mean, it was unbelievable. I didn't believe it until all three games ended that affected that result. Um, I do believe it was a fluke in many ways. Unfortunate for the United States and unfortunate for Tim Howard. But now, all of a sudden, the U.S. in trouble. But it was also a bit of a wake-up call that um, we had to reevaluate what was going on. But this isn't a story about American soccer being bad. In fact, most experts agree American soccer is getting better. And they've benefited greatly from a source you might not expect, Europe, and specifically Germany. This may seem like a bit of an odd choice since it was actually a German coach, Jürgen Klinsmann, who was in charge when the U.S. team failed to qualify. Well, I think Jürgen Klinsmann set us back in a, in a serious way. I don't think he was a very good coach. It turns out Germany's big contribution to U.S. soccer has been more through what they've been importing rather than exporting. A slew of American stars has been developing their games in the Bundesliga, Germany's professional soccer league, including the biggest star in the U.S. This is part of a larger trend of American soccer growing stronger through exposure to world soccer. So, despite the big disappointment with the 2018 World Cup, Wojtyla actually sees a bright future for soccer in America. It's very hard for me to imagine that the U.S. will ever not qualify for the World Cup. I mean, everything does point towards... An improvement. Philip Zhao agrees. Originally from Ghana, he was a member of the U.S. men's national team from 1989 to 1993, an era when Team USA got very little respect. Back in the old days, like when I was playing, we used to play against like club teams. We would play against Benfica, Bayern Munich, and things like that. I mean, I've played so many games like that, but things have gotten so much better uh, from back when I was playing, you know? Um, anyone that says that it hasn't, it just would not be telling you the truth. I think the question more is, when will we compete to actually win the World Cup? Mike Waitala says changes began happening in the 80s, when participation in youth soccer skyrocketed. And then came the 90s and two major events. First was 1994, when the United States hosted the FIFA World Cup. And then 1996 saw the debut of Major League Soccer. The World Cup provided the spark, and now it's time for the world's game to take its next step in the United States. The building blocks have been laid for the most ambitious coast-to-coast professional soccer league in American history. You saw soccer becoming very mainstream. And part of that, too, was that uh, you didn't have a situation where you had in the past where people weren't familiar with it. You had kids who, who grew up playing it, and they were likely to become fans, and you had something to become fans of. You had an incredible proliferation of soccer on television. It was also during the 90s when many of the current players of the U.S. men's national team were born. 
including its star midfielder, Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic grew up in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's where he first met Steve Klein, the academy director for the Pennsylvania Classics, the local U.S. Soccer Development Academy Club. And I've also uh, worked the last eight or nine years uh, with youth national teams as an assistant coach. I've known Christian and his family since he was a little kid, you know, of four, five, six years old. I used to play with the Hershey Wildcats, which was in the old A-League, and his dad was around the area coaching in college. Um, so he got Christian involved in our club at an early age of five and six years old, and uh, Christian's dad, Mark, actually ran our little kitty kickers program. I asked Steve if Christian's greatness was evident from an early age. His answer, not really. I think when kids are are young, you know, at 10, 11, 12, even 13, I mean, you can always tell which players are better than other players, but there's so much that goes into what makes a player a professional or even a European professional that no one really can predict it at, at those ages. But as he became a teenager, Pulisic did start to separate himself from his teammates in Pennsylvania. He did get involved at the national team at the U14 age group. So obviously any kid that's making a national team or the player pool of a national team at U14, they obviously have some talent and some qualities, but you never really know who's going to make it through once they start at that level. It turns out what enabled Christian Pulisic to make a huge leap is they had something most other Americans didn't, a European passport. There's a rule in FIFA that foreign players are not allowed to be signed to play in European leagues until they turn 18, though there's an exception if the player's parents are European. This is how a young Pulisic was able to be signed to Dortmund, a team in the German Bundesliga. He was able to go before he was 18 because he had a Croatian passport. That's a rule that you have in FIFA and world soccer. You can't sign a player under 18. He was able to go there when he was 16. He went with his father. He learned German very quickly, so he adapted. He impressed the coaches because you have to remember that they, they'll sign, you know, 10 of these kids or 15 of these kids. So it's really competitive, and he was able to make the adjustments to, uh, you know, handle whatever challenges he had. And maybe his game of his style of play was suited for the German game. He's a very quick player. And Dortmund really, I think, um, believed in him and gave him the chances to break through. Dortmund really just kind of uh, put some more fuel on the fire and just really accelerated his growth because they gave him an opportunity to play. Christian Pulisic quickly rose through the ranks of Dortmund, and at the age of 17, when most of his peers were just getting their driver's licenses, he broke through to play on Dortmund's senior team. Then, in just his seventh game, he scored his first goal playing against Hamburg. Pulisic! And there a star is born! His very first goal! In the first team now, the fourth youngest scorer ever in the Bundesliga. Chris Former U.S. men's national team player Philip Zhao says his son Joseph was also recruited to play in Germany. And then put him on loan uh, to go to Vancouver because he couldn't play in Europe until the age of 18. So he had to go and sit in Vancouver for a couple of years before he could actually go and play in the Bundesliga under 19. He then went on to play for Hoffenheim and then... Um, even at Dortmund. The experience was transformative for Joseph. He started getting better immediately after he went to Germany because they're able to work on tactics. You're constantly playing against better players, competition. Every week in and week out, you have to compete for play. And you're on the ball every day, sometimes twice a day, a lot of times. 
And basically, you're practicing every day with just a couple of months off. So you can't help but get better. And Zhao says, had Joseph continued to play in the United States, he most likely would have had a very different experience. The problem here is this. Uh, high school. They're developing, they're developing, and then they get into high school and there are all these rules for them to, they can only practice at a certain time, play a certain amount of time. You know, you have a little window that you can play in. And um, the academy players aren't allowed to play in high school. So the competition level is not that high. And then, so once you start playing at that level, the European kids are now starting to play with men. And when they're playing with men and in a professional environment, you're going to fall behind them. Even with these restrictions, the level of competition has risen in the United States. Some of this has to do with improvements in the local soccer academies. But another factor is the increased stature of American players like Christian Pulisic. He's done quite well. And um, that also led to some other young Americans signing in Germany, who have also, some, a number of them, a couple of them have also been getting playing time, which is pretty impressive because that's not an easy league to break into. And Tyler Adams is only 18. He started for RB Leipzig. Uh, Weston McKinney's been getting a lot of playing time for Schalke 04. Um, Haji Wright was a kid who Dortmund was scouting with the youth national teams when they discovered Pulisic. So these young teenagers are traveling with the U.S. youth national teams and being heavily scouted by foreign clubs. And the American kids here, um, let me tell you what, American kids are very good. They are very athletic. Um, the European teams are going to start paying more and more attention to American kids. Before they weren't. They, were, they wouldn't give you the respect because they say, well, you're coming from America. You don't know how to play. But that's not the case. You know, now um, we've got a lot of good players and they're capable of playing in the highest leagues. And for many American stars, like Haji Wright, playing in the highest leagues means playing abroad. It was just a dream that I've always had, to be honest. I've always wanted to, uh, to play in Europe and um, play in front of the really big crowds and for the big tournaments and trophies, and I just always wanted to do that. Wright actually began his youth career playing for the LA Galaxy. That team's stadium, Dignity Health Sports Park, seats about 27,000 fans. After turning 18, he left for Schalke 04 in Germany. Their stadium is more than double the size. But the real advantage overseas is the bottom line. The big challenge is money. The English Premier League is just you know, drowning in money, so they're going to buy the best players from anywhere. And the, what MLS did, which is very smart, is they found some top talent from Latin America. And that's very good for the quality of play because it's a good and successful style of play. The challenge is that they want to keep that level you know, increasing, and which will mean that the owners will have to spend more money on players. Christian Pulisic is leaving Germany for the English Premier League. This year, Chelsea paid more than $70 million in transfer fees to Dortmund. He's now the most expensive American soccer player of all time. Pulisic's success encourages more young players to try the sport, says his old coach, Steve Klein. I think it helps all across the country when they see a young player like Christian reaching these goals. Um, so anyone that sees him having a success, it just shows, you know what, it, it's, it's doable. It's possible. Um, so I think that helps all the young kids around the country, not just us. But for our club, it's obviously, you know, great because now they're seeing someone who, who wore their jersey when he was a kid. They're like, man, this can happen here in central Pennsylvania. These days, European leagues are trying to grow interest in their sport in the United States, not to mention their television ratings. Recently, the Bundesliga negotiated for a new TV deal in the U.S. and opened up an office in New York. And so, 
having American players on their roster doesn't hurt, says Mike Wojtala. You know, that's a big advantage of American players is because it's an appeal. I mean, foreign clubs look at the United States like low-hanging fruit, like a new territory, a relatively new territory now. So, you know, everybody wants uh, American eyes on them, and, and that kind of puts us in an interesting situation. It's kind of creating a virtuous circle. Great American soccer players like Christian Pulisic or Haji Wright play and develop their skills in the Bundesliga. The Bundesliga benefits from getting good players and increasing their American fan base. And the more young American soccer players watch, the higher they strive, says Philip Zhao. They're constantly watching it on television because of the internet, YouTube. You can just pull out any player that you want and mimic that player. Um, the kids are playing more. The level of competition is much higher. These days, Zhao is a coach at the Bethesda Soccer Club, a U.S. soccer development academy in suburban D.C. Right. On the day I met up with him, he was running drills with his team of 12-year-olds. Hey, guys, let's bring it in. He says even though these kids all dream of being soccer stars like Pulisic or Messi or Ronaldo, most are focused on less lofty goals. So the kids are focusing and trying to get into college. Some may try to go pro, but the main focus is college. And then after, if you become a pro afterwards, then it's fine. And then so that's the vision. And while these players may wind up becoming more well-rounded academically, that can sometimes be at the expense of their soccer careers. That is actually holding the players back a little bit, in my opinion, because, you know, once you step into college with all the rules and regulations in terms of uh, being able to practice only like four times a week, you've got to get a day off. And then right after the um, soccer season, you can't even play soccer for another couple of months until the following season. Um, this is the reason why the soccer is not advancing um, as fast. But in the end, Zhao admits that for most players, the trade-off is worth it. Here, if it doesn't work, you already have your education and you can go ahead and do something else, you know? His own daughter was one of the top youth players in the country and went on to play at Duke University. She's doing pre-med at Duke, you know, um, and this is all through soccer, you know? I mean, this game can do so much for you. So the collegiate system in America may in some ways be stymieing the development of American soccer players into internationally elite players like those who play in the German Bundesliga. There's actually one other interesting wrinkle to this story. In a somewhat ironic twist, American colleges are also opening doors for another kind of athlete. German players showing promise in football, as in American football. I'm Julius Welshoff. Um, I'm from Munich, Germany. I'm 21 years old. And I got to Michigan last year in July. That's right. Welshoff is at the University of Michigan, one of the country's most elite college football programs. He was recruited to play strong defensive end. Everybody knows about Michigan. I feel like it's the Bayern Munich team of the soccer league. It's like Michigan for the college football league. Welshoff was first exposed to American football after a trip to Florida when he was 17 years old. He wound up loving the game and began playing it when he returned to Germany. I don't think there are like many Europeans here playing football. So they were all like very nice and trying to help me out as much as they can. So I, I felt really 
they all supported me a lot so it was a huge help for me to catch up on everything and and learn the game and all that from guys who who played football for you know more than half of their life Welshoff is part of a small but growing number of Germans who've played in something called the GFL, or the German Football League. He says those games attract around 2,000 fans, nothing like the 105,000 who come to see Michigan games. He says, though, these days, more NFL games are being shown in Germany. More people watch Super Bowl, and uh, there's a TV channel who starts showing NFL games, so... Like people start uh, getting interested in American football more, uh, but I mean, soccer is still number one. So global sports, and especially soccer, is unifying people from all over by bringing athletes to foreign leagues. Of the 20 players on the U.S. men's national team, seven play in leagues outside of the U.S. Qualifying games for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar begin this year. The U.S. hopes that this time around, all their international exposure will finally make them world-class competitors. For The Big Pond, I'm Rob Sachs. Wunderbar together. You've been listening to The Big Pond, a series of dialogues between Germans and Americans, coming to you from PRX and the Goethe Institute.